Okay, hello guys, I'm Glitch11. I'm Glitch22, and welcome to the first ever episode from 369 Labs. And today we will be talk sharing about our journey, talking about what we are up to and what we have been, and our upcoming project, the Glitch Nova, of course, you know. And then this is our episode one. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so I would like start with our personal stuff and who we are, where we came from. We'll probably just introduce ourselves real quick. Back to my roots, I came from Southeast Asia. I came here as a student here. I had a really smooth childhood. My parents were really loving and they gave me enough. I came from a, a little bit above middle income household. So I was able to come here. So I won't try to fool nobody. But yeah, I, I know my origins. I got here as a student and like came here alone to America. And then I had the chance to like really now walk and then experience. The, it really opened my mind, you know. It really opened my mind, really opened my eyes. And then just honestly, like since coming to America, you know, like I have always this question, like, oh, like if I only knew this information earlier, you know, it's kind of like, just like the case of Bitcoin, right? Like, I don't like to dwell on the past a lot, but like this, this question has always kept me at night, you know? So just like whenever I see this like Bitcoin at 2014, 15, you're like, like these pockets, like they were like talking about Bitcoin, like, oh, yo, go buy Bitcoin. Like, it's like a hundred bucks right now, whatever, right? I was like, damn, if I only knew <laughs> if I only knew what the America, you know? Uh, yeah, but I always think like damn, if only I was in America, like if only I was the you know but it is what it is, but like yeah, since coming to America, it only opened my mind, opened my eyes, everything. So I personally I kinda came from a country from Ukraine, as you know. And I always like wanted to be either a teacher or a doctor. There was two main things that I was always thinking about. And right now, I found out that, okay, biology is not my thing, so I will might pursue something else. It came up to me that psychology yeah. is also can be considered as a doctor. And also, you can, like, you don't need to learn biology from then. So, if I may say, like, I, what we're doing right now is, like, it's kind of, like, psychology related, you know? Like, you, you wanted to be a teacher because, like, it, the, the, the value of a teacher is, like, it provides, it shares back knowledge and then, like, it shares back the expertise that one, he or he has learned throughout the journey, right? That's a teacher. And the doctor, same thing, you know, like, he has, like, he or she has learned a lot of, like, medical values and stuff like that. So it provides value by just, like, healing, but others, you know? I think, like, we're kind of, like, we're not, like, like, medically or some shit like that, but I think, like, we're kind of, like, in the same realm, you know, like, just, like, trying to, like, provide value back and then try to teach, like, our younger generations back together, you know? Yeah, teaching the concepts that are like essential for your growth and development of a character. And also, I would say that we're not doing the medical treatment, yeah. but we do provide some spiritual values that yeah. will help you to learn. Yeah, like we always used to say, you know, if we heal our inner self, it's just like it affects the outer self too, you know. I mean, there might be not like enough like scientific research that the backs these, but like I really do believe that like since my healing journey, you know, since I have walked myself, like these are my own opinions. I'm just saying from my experience, like I, what... After I have healed my inner self, you know, like, it just like my outer self is was like my shoulder, like my shoulder used to be so tense all the time, you know, because of the constant worry and stuff like that. Now right now it's like the shoulders are like relief, and then my my stomach, you know, like I used to like fucking go to the toilet for like forty five minutes, fifteen minutes, right? Right now it's like one minute is enough. It just like I cannot explain it, but it just those things are correlated, you know? Yeah, like I've heard this quote one that whatever you see outside, it was happening inside. So I think it's just like a great way to indicate whether everything is going all right with you. For example, you're in constant belief that, oh, like, I'm totally fine, but you lie to yourself. You just look at your physical appearance. Like, yeah, if, if you truly look like always tense, always closed up shoulders, 
always trying to see cracking and stuff like that. Yeah, cracking, yeah. trying to see pearls and all the things. They probably mean that something is going on like yeah. inside and it just it, it's not a bad thing, it's just a sign to you that okay, you need to work on something. So let's get to our personal journeys and motivation for this project. Yeah. So how did we came up with the idea for the project and like how is this all started? Well, I didn't become like a super entrepreneur just because like people were on this entrepreneur trend, you know. I, st I studied marketing, I studied finance. I, I was on my way to buy, do, a re do a job, right? Do a regular job, let's just say like that. I didn't have entrepreneurship aspirations per se, you know. 50% because of the fact that it was kind of overhyped at the moment, you know. And 50% of the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do or like I, did, I wasn't really learning, you know. I was just like this mold myself and then I was just doing like striving to have a good job, right. Nothing wrong with that yet. And then, but the, during COVID, like things became really tough for me, you know. I was relying on my financial situations from my family and stuff like that. They became really tough. So, you know, like I had to grow up. I was like really young, you know, like over 17, around 18. I had to grow up really fast, you know. I had to grow up really fast, you know, like when there was like no support whatsoever. So I had to go get a job. I've never shared this story with anybody, but my first job was in at a factory. I was at Florida, Daytona Beach, you know, like I flew down there, like stay with my friends, you know, in their living room. Like things were really tough. I'm not gonna lie. And I, I was like, okay, like whatever, like I need to support myself. Let me just get a job, right? And I, I work at a factory, you know, and it, it was all right, you know, like it was a lot, lot of hard work, but like, like that was like the first exposure of my life with a job, whatever, right? And then I came to the realization of like how much I try, there was always a ceiling for me, you know, like I was like, damn. There was always, a, I was like trying the hardest, the most, right? And there was always a ceiling that I couldn't break through, you know, like in terms of my like skill levels, in terms of my income. And I was just frustrated, you know, like just like I was in this mode, like just so frustrated. And the prices were rising and stuff like that. The bills was catching up. So I was like, nah. And then like uh, doing, uh, amidst all of that, you know, like opportunity to like walk with somebody came by and I'm like, you know, fuck that, like. Well, what's the worst thing like that could happen? You know, I'm at the bottom anyway. Just like, just let me try it. And then, I I tried the business for the first year. It wasn't great, you know. Like, but second year, the the partnership went broke. I was like on my own, you know. Like, I I I already, I was like already started on this entrepreneurship journey, and then I was like, no, let me just continue, right? Whatever, you know. Like, I don't want to go back to the job. It's not that it's not that I don't want to work, but it's just like I, I want to like, the this type of stuff is like the more I work, the more I can earn, you know. There wasn't a really ceiling per se. So I was like, okay, let, just like, let me try this the hardest or whatever I can. And then like the second year became better. The third year became better. And then like, so back to the question, I, I didn't become an entrepreneur just because I wanted to be like an entrepreneur type, you know, I was just like, just, obstacles. yeah, obstacles, obstacles, like obstacles and difficulties and everything. It's like, let me to chose this path and I'm never going off. <laughs> I'm never going off. Yeah, I think like the moment you mentioned when you went for the factory, it was like a good reality hit yeah. that, okay, actually like this life is not so easy and like you can't rely on others. Especially when it's like you're reaching 18 years old, which is like a fundamental age, I think, for every man. And I, I realized one thing is that I met a lot of really good people there, you know, like I was like, I was like conversing with like these yeah, like young people, old people, they had, they had sharp minds, you know, like it's not that they had like, just because they work at a factory, I work at a factory, you know, nothing wrong with that. But like the income's low, right? And people don't re like. Let's be honest. People don't respect factory workers a lot. You know, like that's the reality. But I, I was like, I was like having lunch with them. I was conversing with them, whatever. And they were really sharp people. You know, like they knew what's up. And then like they, they would, they, they had a good rep. But like they just, 
they they were just afraid to break break out, you know, like they were just afraid to break out into the unknown. They were just like they had too much risk, you know, like they had like their families, their kids, and stuff like that. So like they didn't want it to like go off the path, you know, like like into the void. And they were just like so afraid, like whenever like it was smashing, like they were just in the mentality of like, okay, I got this, and let me just like do this, you know, like that. And then back to the point, you know, like they were really sharp. I was I, I really enjoy like staying with them, but yeah, just like. I was lucky because like I was given this opportunity to like switch over, you know. I was also thinking like, oh what oh man, like like what's gonna happen to me? You know, like, I'm gonna like do it. Will I survive? Like what if I fucked up, you know, I'm gonna like like go homeless or some shit like that, right? Honestly, like honestly, like I, I might have gone homeless if this if that shit like didn't work out, you know? Like but I I just like kept trying, 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 like, just like so like, just I like, days and nights and literally the sleepless nights, you know. Like just like it all worked out, but yeah, I'm glad I made the switch, but I, I understand why a lot of people won't make the switch. It's like a really life-changing decision, you know? But yeah. Yeah, I think that the beauty of being our age, like when you don't have so much responsibilities yet, and you have like so many things you can try, you can try a regular job, you can try, try to start something. Because when, once you grow up, most likely you're going to have a family, you're going to have people who will rely on you, your parents, your kids, your wife. And you won't have an opportunity to risk it all because the outcome of the risk is too high. The what if it doesn't work out? The risk is extremely high. Yeah. And when it comes only to you, it's one thing. But when others rely on you, especially people for like your family, it becomes much, much harder. So I think if you don't do it in the early age, yeah. every year is becoming more harder and harder. Yeah. Not because of like you are not mentally capable of it, and or maybe you don't. It's just simple, simple mathematical yeah. equation. You know, it's just like when you get the older you get, like the more responsibilities you will get. It's like the more risk you will have. Like you have to like risk more things. Like it's just like it's just like in a casino. You know, like the more you're winning, you got like one million, two million bucks, and you're like, oh fuck, do I want to risk this two million on a blackjack right now? You know, so like when just starting right now. Don't think, don't dwell on it. Don't think about it too much. Like if you start to think about, uh, like that's like what I, what a lot of people do. You know, they're like they, they waiting for the moment, and they're like, okay, like uh, what, I, what do I need to prepare? Like what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And, like they think about the switch too much, and then like they ended up not making the switch, or like when they make the switch, like they make it poorly, right? And they like they become not satisfied with oneself. Like oh my man, like I fucked up. Like it's not gonna. They before even starting, like before even like, because like the switch is just a start, you know. The people think they think the switch they're like, okay, it's over. The switch is just a start, a start of a fucking long ass journey. Like there's a whole mountain, ocean to swim over. And they like after they make the switch, they like after they make the switch, they're like, okay, like I'm I'm chilling now. But no, after you made the switch, now you have to swim the ocean. So like that's what people do is that like, people like think dwell on the switch too much, and then like they they use all the power to swim the. Like before even swim in the ocean, you know? So like they ended up drowning. So what I want to say is like, just make the switch as soon as possible. And then just try it out, you know? Like just try to swim the ocean and then you will see how it goes. Okay, so third question is, can you share any personal experience of what motivates you to go on this journey? Well, I shared the start of my journey, you know? Which I which I was working in a factory, and then I mean that was not my only job, but I was like doing some part-time jobs here and there too, you know, like just to make quick bucks. So yeah, th th those didn't really motivate me, but uh, a personal story, like my family wasn't re really doing good, you know? And then like when I was seeing my, like my family struggling, like for the first time, you know, like I was like really, that, that really hurted me, you know? And they were living overseas. We were talking by this phone and the country wasn't doing good. The family wasn't doing good. And then like, I was just depressed right here, you know? 
and I was depressed more and more. I sunk into a hole more and more, right? But nobody was really trying to help me, you know, like, I mean, that, that's nobody's fault because like everybody's on their own journey. But I just came to a realization one day after a really tragic event, you know, it's just like, it's on me. And then like, everything's on me. And then like, if I don't do this, and then I just like, I just, I just started like walking out. I just started like staying nose. I just started saying like eating healthy. I just literally started, literally. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. The first year, the first two years wasn't easy. But yeah, I've seen your pictures you showed me like a year or two ago, a very different person. Like it's very, very different from what it was. So it's like really great to see you this way. How do your personal values align with the company values? And I think it would be a good thing to say like, what are the company values first? Company values, you know, we got nine company values, nine community values, which are, all, those values are all my own personal value tools, you know. Like I try, I try to find people that really have the same values too, you know, because I really think that the, the most successful, like inspiring, positive entrepreneurs have the same values too. And I really think that like, I've always said that, you know, business is just an extension of the body. So just Apple, like if you look at Apple, you know, like Steve Jobs was a really well-known neat freak, right? He liked to keep everything neat. He liked his surroundings to be really clean, minimal. And it's just like really nice, like aesthetic design, right? And he, even his house, whatever, if you call look, social street jobs house, it's really clean, it's really minimal. It's really good looking, right? And like when, when you look at his like his products, when you go look at his company, it's the same thing, you know, like he just literally apply his values all external outwards, right? And then he apply on his company. It's just like when you're a knee free, like you, you want to keep your company like this minimal aesthetic style too, you know? So like that, yeah. So my personal values are that I really think positive is the key, you know. The universe holds two types of energy, positive and negative. In Chinese mythology, it's called yin and yang. In, in astrology, I don't know what it's called, but like, like the duality of nature of like energies per se, you know. The, the, these in nature, like the, the duality of energies, like they go and flows. So I really believe in that, you know. Some might, some might say fish, you know, whatever. I don't really care. And then when we look like around in our neighborhoods or around in the news, I just see like negativity cells, you know, violent cells, and then just, just how to say, not these things cells, right? The most thing that cells are usually not positive. I would say that, you know. So I made I made a commitment to myself that I want to be positive because like there's like a the balance is a little bit off right now, as I see it, you know, the negative is winning. So I want to go, I want to hop on the positive side and then I like, push, to, so that like it will become balanced again, right? So. I really think positive is the key, one of the key to become successful or become just like have a really good life, right? Successful or wealthy or whatever you want life. I think it's one of the keys. And then by using positivity as a key, I want to apply it on my company. I want to apply it on my environment. You know, that's why, so the company value at the first one is positivity is a key. Yeah. And I think like our book really goes good into the detail of explaining like what positivity is, some good strategies, how you can like apply positivity in your life and probably just a good overview of why positive thinking is outweighs negative thinking in many, many ways. Like I said, you know, everything's a balance, you know, like some people do negative thinking, some people do positive thinking, and then we just happen so to be at the, the, the side of the positive, right? You can, you can be whatever you want to be. I don't really care, but I'm doing what I think I believe it. And then I'm just like following my values and then 
the company value, the first is like the positivity is rocks, you know, like positivity is the key. Like that's what we work with. And second thing, second value is like the mirror principle. Like treat others as if you want to be treated the same way, right? The mirror's principle is simply like, like treat others like you're in front of the mirror. So how would you say like, like even in front or even behind other people back, like just like think that like you have a mirror in front of you. And then like, would you say yourself the same way? You know, like, would you say, like, would you say yourself like, the same way? Like if you're, if you're behind yourself and would you say like, yo, like, like 22 is like fucking bitch or whatever. <laughs> would you start saying like that? Like, it's just like, just think that like, you have a mirror in front of you at all times. So just like, yeah, watch your mouth, watch your actions. And most of all, watch your actions, right? Your actions, like, your words lead to actions and your, act your actions lead to consequences. So watch everything that would you say, what you do and act as if there is a mirror in front of you all the times. And I think that's a really good principle that I, I hold dear to myself, you know, because I, that has always prevented me out of troubles all the time. Yeah. And there's some other values, like I won't, I won't get into the details a lot. If you want to like check it out, I think that like, you can come and check it out at the company website. Well, they'll be on the website or LinkedIn on our Twitter page, 369 Labs. Yeah. That's but Those things are really what I try to instill in the team, in the company in the community itself, you know, like that's what the, well, our relation network, what it's all about. So we got nine values and then, yeah, if you're more interested, you can come and check it out. Okay, so let's get to the second segment of our podcast. It is like professional introduction to Web3 and blockchain and also when it comes to our company. So let's explain like Web3 and its significance in the current world. Yeah, so before we go into Web3, like let's start with Web1, right? Web1 was a reading. And Web two is like read and read and write, and Web three is like read, write and own, right? I when I really think about it, it's like this: the the evolution of Web is like the evolution of the human greed. Like human, like it's just like humans are not just satisfied with one thing. Like they gotta like level up and level up. So I think like I really like it's like the same evolution, you know. So Web one, a famous MIT scientist Tim Berners, he started this TCP/IP protocol. You know, like he was hired, uh, he was working together with the U.S. military to develop this for their military purposes and whatnot. You know, like at the start of the Web One, only like a few people, a few academic researchers, they were only using it. You know, like a lot of people say, like if you go look up like the news, like that a lot of people were saying, like you know, like oh, internet wouldn't be anywhere. Like it's like it's too unpredictable. And people were saying, like oh, don't use the internet, like you, it will destroy your kid and stuff like that. It just goes to the point, like, people don't know what they're saying. People really don't know what they're saying. Like, and that's the same what's going on with the Web3 right now. If you go to read the articles, like, Web3 is not coming, Web3 is not going to happen. Back, back then, like, if you look, go look at, like, they were saying, like, oh, internet's going to destroy your kid. It's going to steal all your money. Like, it's it's unpredictable. Like, it's too heavy, whatever. You're like, it's, like, it's too heavy to send a video. It's not practical. Just have open mind and, like, people don't know what they're saying. You know, like, just, like, open your mind. Like, just back to the point, you know, Web1. But with the, the problem with the web one is like the, the, the scientists, you know, like they didn't really instill a monetization culture. They didn't, but what do I mean by that is like they didn't, like they didn't incorporate a way that can make money. So like web one was a really decentralized, you know, it was decentralized. You can, you can go to on every website and like you can read, start reading and stuff like that, but you couldn't participate and you couldn't get money, right? So web two came by, web two came by a lot of famous company, like, I don't know, like uh, Yahoo, Netscape, you know, like a lot of like. And Microsoft, they they started like reading and writing, right? They started writing their own things, and people can start like putting their own thing and like start making money, right? Whatever. For the most famous example would be Facebook, right? So it is built on Web One. So every Web One is Web Web Two is built on Web One, and then like on Facebook just came by, and people can start like put by 
by writing me like people can put their own photos people can put their own posts you know like people can start, can start putting their own things on the web web too right so like, it just become like like and it gave everybody a voice but the problem was that even though they could input their data they couldn't own it they couldn't own their any of the data you know like they, after they have said something on the facebook after they have, they have put something on the put their videos on facebook it's facebook property now it's, it's not your property anymore you know like it's facebook property now and like the first like 10 years like nobody had problem with that but like one problems like there was a really famous uh, facebook like lawsuit like they were selling data to like cambridge like research analytic like company you know like and people found out about that people didn't like because like who were like like people like facebook just selling all of your birthday days and ssn everywhere right so people really enjoy that and then like but that's all, only the tip of the iceberg you know like a lot of companies there's like a whole ass market like there's like exchanging like selling data so people were catching on to that so that's like this like natural evolution of like web3 you know like so read write own so web3 is just like you can do all those things and you can own your data now so when you input your artwork when you input your article you can like just you can put it as you can put it on the web3 web usually it's like on blockchain right you can put it on the blockchain and you can own your stuff now you know like you can own your social media profile and like for example a, a really good example is like on web2 like you on instagram right you got like you, you grow this you, you grow your business picture you grow your page right you got like 50,000 followers, right? You get like 50,000 followers, you're doing good. But one day, like, you said something that Facebook, like, didn't like. The meta, okay, meta didn't like, right? Meta's like, oh, we don't agree with what you're saying. Like, whatever, like, your political views or whatever, you, we don't agree with that. So, boom, we block your account. And your 50,000 50, followers, it's just all in the air, you know? It's just, like, it's just forever gone. But, like, Web3 is like, okay, right, for example, that's a really famous, like, Facebook alternative called, like, a Twitter alternative called Forecaster. It's, it's basically like a social media company, but it's like everything's on blockchain. So like after you have like grow your followers and stuff like that, you can take your followers together with to another platform. It's like you you, you own your followers, you own your you own everything, you know. Of course there's there are more costs because like okay, since it's all okay, apart of the reason it's also really this is really early, but apart of the reason it's like you, you on Web3, like unfortunately like you need to pay gas fee to do anything, right? But I think like people were like there will there will be some technical involvements, you know. It's like people were saying like at the uh, at the start of Web One, they were saying like, Oh like it's like so like, heavy, like so so slow to like send like one video, like ten megabytes or whatever, right? But right now look at it, you know, like just like technology has evolved so what I say is like just just give it some time, you know. Like don't start saying, don't start generalizing things. Like just don't start making statements, you know. Like yeah, you don't judge baby the way he walks because he doesn't know how to walk yet. He's learning, so just wait till he grow up, and yeah. then we can like make any good judgments. Exactly, exactly. You know, like just give it some time, and then like you you, you never know, you know. You never know. So I don't put what what three as the core value, you know. Just like I really think what three is just like a how to say. A, yeah, a tool for us to use, you know, like a new tool, you know, like, so, like, the new tools that is always evolving right now is, like, the most famous famous one right now is AI, of course, you know. So, like, I don't, I really think that the, as long as the company, the community, the people is always at the center. The people will always be at the center, you know, like, the high quality people, of course, you know, the people with the same values, of course, you know. Those people will always be at the same, at the center, and we will use this, like, many tools that we have, that we have available now, you know, like, such as Web3, such as like the 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 glitch network, you know, like which is like built on the the DAO strategy, right? And then such as like blockchain, such as like AI, we will use this a lot of tools to make ourselves better and make make our community better, right? So it's not that we are a Web three company, but we are a high level company that utilizing Web three, you know. So yeah. Okay, so describe your project's focus within the blockchain and Web three landscape. I came across this tweet that was saying like Web three doesn't have a technical problem; it has a branding problem. 
like people will say like what what it is you know like people will just like brush it off like really like quickly right but as i thought about it like the tweet like it just like by branding it means like i understand branding as like a user experience too you know user interface not only the how does the user like looks the, at the brand but also what how does the user feel feel about the brand right because like a brand like makes like touch all of the five five senses to the customer so i think i really believe that the, the web3 has this problem too you know like because like like in terms of like get onboarding process, you know, like uh, the the top of the funnel is really broken in Web three. You know, like just getting they like they, just getting people into the middle of the funnel, like by signing up on the crypto wallets and like getting them to do the C phrases and stuff like that. I understand those are technical like abilities that everybody. Of course, people if you people want to participate, they must understand this. But like I I really agree with the tweet, you know, like Web three has a branding problem. Like a lot of the brands are really focused toward like Web three audience itself. But we must we must understand that Web three audience is a really really small niche, and then like there's like a whole ocean left to uncover, you know. So our project seems sits in the the heart of the the Web two and the Web three, you know, like the the Facebook, the Googles, the YouTube, and then the, this like MetaMask and like just this really Web three niche, right? So we, we sit at the middle and then we well, I'm trying to position the company as like the bridge within it, you know, like the bridge like towards like the towards the wall. So what do I mean by that is that for example our book, you know, the book that we have cooking right now, it's just not a physical book. It's also a physical book that everybody know how to read, you know, like but also like it has like some elements of like the NFTs. Some elements of the the like like collection and stuff like that, right? The people already know like the the basis of like how to collect cards and stuff like that. But we just made it like like put some in the back end, like we just put some technical abilities, right? People really don't have to know about it, but people just need to know enough that okay, it got some Web three properties, right? So I think like that that's like that's a really good opportunity realized in the middle, uh, just onboarding a lot of the millions of people onto the Web three, right? Because I like, I really think Web three is a future. And then like, what is the future? Because like, there's so many opportunities. You know, like, let not to get too too much like sidetrack. You know, like like the the current the system right now is like too kind of broken in terms of like, if you want a passport or if you want a driving license. You know, like, if what if you lose the physical passport, you know, like you gotta go to the embassy and hold your new, new process, right? What if you got a little like car or what if you got a little like an an ID which associate with your name, associate with your face, associate with your something with your wallet, right? And you can just like carry it everywhere, you know, like in terms of your driving license. You like just put it just put it on the blockchain, you know, like like not not even just like how to say like just carrying abilities becoming easier, but also like verification, you know, like the we America, especially in America, we have this problem of like like copying identity copying, right? Identity like issues or like how and then that you know like because like people be like stealing their driving license and then like using using driving license someone else to get a loan or whatever right but like what if like you know like your driving license is associated with your id and then it's all on the blockchain and then like if somebody like steals your like I, if, it, if somebody has your number right because you just need a number and they try to log it onto the someone else and then like they, they would like double check their your wallet address and then like stuff like that and like it will, it will show them like it's not meshing right so like the place itself has a lot of opportunities you know like, in terms of like verifications in terms of like just like like the way you like carry like it's it's gonna become a lot more easier so yeah I got a little bit sidetracked but back to the question web two and web three I'm trying to position in the middle and then just position the project itself to onboard a lot of the people onto the web three world you know yeah. So, how does Glitch Network contribute to driving social change and engaging the community? Like I said previously earlier, you know, Web3, all these AI, they're just tools. 
we want to hold a, a true to our values, which is like positivity is a, is a key, and then mirror principle and many more, of course. And then to drive value to the world, I think like there are a lot of other people that is trying to make a good change, you know. But the problem with that is that like sometimes, like sometimes the result never shows. What do I mean by that is that like in, in the middle of the process, you know, like they donate the money to like some kind of like charity. Or I I tweeted out this like earlier of the week, you know, like I I said like I I tweeted that uh, every every public charity should be on the blockchain, right? Because like well, when I donate this ten bucks to the charity, like I don't know where where it's gonna go, you know. I don't know if that ten bucks is really gonna go to the kid in Africa or nine bucks is gonna the the CEO is gonna take it or not, right? Like I'm not bashing nobody, but it is like the reality of it. We can we cannot be like I'm just be hundred percent true. Yeah, exactly, you know, and. The, Exactly, and especially with the, especially with this like current state of the news and stuff like that, you know, like I see like a lot of like people that's trying to take advantage in the middle, you know, like it's like they are always like good people, but like the thing is like there's also bad people too, you know, like and the bad people ended up winning because like they try to they try to take advantage, right? They got loopholes and everything, and then like when I donate that one bucks to the charity, like ninety nine bucks is taken by the guy in the middle, and the one bucks really go to the kid, right? So I want to position this community as we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, like we're trying to like, there's a lot of, I, like I said, there's, there has been a lot of like good communities, but the result has never shown, right? So we're trying to be a community that, that will show actually some result. How? By using the blockchain, you know, like you put in 10 bucks, you, you will show like, you will know like, like, we're not a charity organization, but I'm just using it as a metaphor, right? You put in 10 bucks and you will see like how your 10 bucks going, you know, like where is it going? Like who has it? We will see literally it down to the cent. You will see it. First of all, you know, not even like, not even financially, like you will see like, what kind of position, who made it? You know, like sometimes in an organization, like the organization went bankrupt or like they want something happen, right? But you like, everybody's pointing everybody's finger, right? Everybody's like, oh, he did that, he did that, he did that. Nobody know what, like, nobody, like at the end of the day, they was like, oh, uh, whatever, right? But like in here, like, in, in the DAO, uh, in a, we're, we're trying to build a DAO, you know, like in a DAO, like we can know like who made the decision? Who decided this? Who donated that? Like, it was like, everything is so transparent that so that like literally everybody from the, even the outside can come and see, you know? So that's like a really huge plus one itself. And when you hold ac people accountable, when you hold each and every decision and every money accountable, it is like, it's an inevitable that they will, you will start seeing some results, you know? You, we got a 100K, $100,000. So how will you, we use that $100,000? People can know down to the cent, uh, how is it going to be applied? How is it going to be helped to make change the world, you know? And that's only one type of the expert that I'm talking about. And we're not even a charity organization. We're an innovation community. A little joke we tell ourselves, you know, like the Glacier World is like the, the digital version of a private country club, right? So when you go look at private country club, what do, people don't join private country club because like they want to hit golf, you know? Of course they want to hit golf, but like they join it because of the, the, the opportunities, right? People don't join Harvard just because of the, the school academic abilities itself, but also the prestige, but also the the doors that they are gonna open to them, right? So I really think like digital world is like the digital version of it, you know, a positive version, of course, you know. And then like when people join, like we want them to like help each other, collaborate each other, share each other ideas, you know, like make each other deals, help with your deals, you know, like help with your honest like critics, you know, like we'll say like I will say like your idea is shit, right? Like how how will you even make money? Like your ideas like cannot even make money or what? Whatever, like just like we will we'll try to test each other, right? And how will we respond about it? So I want to make a, a a digital version of a private golf club, you know, like I was saying by helping each other, making each other deals, like helping each other with every, like with the resources and stuff like that, you know? So yeah, there, that's the question right there. Okay, so I think this question is really important for those who want to get involved in the creating the community itself. 
and this we've been in this like for a while now i think we can give a really good advice about that so what skills or knowledge have you acquired to navigate this field effectively that's a good question what skills or knowledge have i acquired to start this journey the most important skill i've acquired is learning to listen learning to listen and always learning I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, that's the thing. I didn't know what I didn't know. And then like, I, I thought I, I knew a lot, you know, and turns out that I didn't knew a lot. That's the thing. So when I went on this journey, like a lot of things opened my mind, a lot of things opened my eyes. And then I, I was really humble, you know, like I was really humble. So I, I was, I, I would encourage people to just like be open, open-minded and have a student mindset, you know? Have a student mindset. What do I mean by that? It's like always be learning. And if somebody criticizes you, you know, what I was used to be too, you know, like honestly, I don't play nobody. But when you like, when you get criticized right away, like or when you say something and people will criticize you on your idea or on your stuff or whatever, right? And the first reaction we immediately think or get is like, we turn hostile, you know? We we like oh what the fuck like who is he to like tell me like that who is he like who who is he like who is she to tell me like that right but like even if you think that way you know like nothing is gonna change nothing is gonna become positive so what I'm doing now is like even if somebody says something bad to me even if they, if they are right or wrong I don't really care no more you know I just like reflect on myself and like is it true or is it not true and I just really try to do my own research and then try to think of myself you know instead of just like like. Just like flashing out all the time, you're like, oh, uh, uh, like that. And that's a really bad. That, that's a really bad thing. And then I, that's a bad thing that I have overcome. So yeah. And then the student mindset always be learning. The world has like numerous like ideologies, numerous resources, numerous knowledges, and then always be learning. You know, always be learning. Go on YouTube. Like I would, what I would recommend to learn people is like help people learn with that. What I would recommend is that go on YouTube, search Y Combinator. There's a series called How to Start a Startup. That's like a really good series, you know, like the like the best founders, like the like uh, Mark Andreessen, you know, like the founder of ACCZ, like the the founder of like Airbnb, the the billionaire founders, right? Like they literally came and shared their knowledges, like share their experiences, what they went through on literally for free, you know. You literally like like just sucking out all the best values that they learned for free. So why not just go and learn it, you know, instead of like fucking school and TikTok all the time, you know, like. I'm not saying that's bad, you know. I, I learned a lot of my good stuff on, like, TikTok, honestly, you know. But, like, there's a moment that you got to level up. You got to switch to the next level. The next level is, like, the next level lies in the books. The ancient books, you know. The real, the knowledges. There's a reason people don't read books because, like, books are hard to read, honestly, you know. Like, TikTok is, like, three seconds. Like, people will watch it. But, like, books are three hours, right? So, people will choose the three seconds. Like, I'm not judging on that. I'm not, I don't really critique on that. But there's a reason that books are, books are and have always been valuable like Bill Gates or whatever he said that you know like he reads like 10 books like a month or some shit whatever right there's a reason for that there's really a reason for that you know like and Bill you won't you won't hear Bill Gates say like I scroll like 100 TikTok 100 you know nothing wrong with that but I'm just saying like books there's a reason books are famous so start looking into some books and before you go on the books go on YouTube search Y Combinator and then I search fucking how to start a startup and like finish the whole series, you know, like fin- literally finish the whole series. That's like 22, 22 videos, like 15 minutes each. Finish the whole series. And after you have finished it, you will, it will leave you some with some ideas. It will leave you some with some like thinking. And then like 
analyze all the thinking, get some notes. And after you have finished it, you gotta get the notes and like, read on the notes. And then, so what it like, this is for the people who doesn't have, who are saying that, oh, I don't know anything, or I don't have any idea of, I, I want to do something, I don't have any idea, right? So the thing is like, start, what I would say is just start learning first. Just start learning first, go out, like, like I said, go finish the series. And I, I can assure you that after you finish the series, it will leave you with something, some idea, some like, some, some lead that will lead you to something. So yeah, start with that. And then my, the most valuable skill I've uh, learned is the student mindset. Yeah. yeah. In terms of technical aspects, so for example, a person wants to get involved in Web3, wants to learn more about the blockchain, wants to learn more about the environment that they're going to be working in. What platforms or maybe like specific resources would you recommend? That's a really good book, a beginner book called The Web3 Marketing by Amanda Cassett. She's the founder of Serotonin. It's a Web3 marketing agency, really well known. She helped with the Ethereum Foundation and then she helped with like Uniswap and like really like big, like big brands, you know, she's a really a veteran in this space. And she got a really good, easy to understand book. In that book, she explained like the technical aspects, the the previous, like the, 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 the famous examples, you know, like how she helped. And then like what the history, the rundown of the Web3 space itself. And even like Web 1 and Web 2 too, you know, like she touched on that a little bit. So what I would recommend is that like the Web 3 marketing by Amanda Cassette. Yeah, go and search it up, go buy it on Amazon, whatever, and then start with that. That's a really good place to start. And then another, there's a podcast that I really enjoy called Web 3 Breakdowns by Eric Golden, you know. Yeah, so I, what I would recommend to people to do is like just go finish the series. Instead of listening to some like music, just like finish the podcast anyway, you know, like you're going to waste time anyway. Just like waste time with some good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about journey of Glitch Network of 369 Lab. And I will start with like the most like common question is what was the hardest challenge in this journey so far? Not gonna lie, the hardest challenge was one things were unstable and one things didn't look good technically, you know. We had a lot of problems initially, like how do we even make the website? How do we like just put the blockchain aspects into the website or like the technical details, right? It was like, I mean, uh, we gotta be honest, you know, like we, we didn't knew, like what did you, we didn't knew, there was like a lot of things we didn't knew. Mm -hmm. So yeah, th th those things were really hard. And, but the thing is like, I didn't really like, I wasn't really worried, you know, that's not really thing like, people would think like, oh yeah, whatever, like now, now he's right now, he, he's not gonna be worried. Of course he's gonna say like that, but I wasn't really worried at all. I always knew that everything's gonna be okay, you know, like we're just gonna like figure it out. Like we'll like, because like, I, I know about you and I know about me. And then like, we're, we're like really, no, not tooting not tooting our own horns, but like we're a really highly capable team, you know? And then like, not even like highly capable itself, we're also like really optimistic and that like, we really like have this mindset of like, we can't figure it out cause we're like capable and like, we, we can't figure it out because like we're not delusional. We can, we can figure it out because like we, we know, we know this like, they can be achieved. And then like, we got this like, because like, I was asking ChatGPT every day, right? <laughs> Honestly, like, how do I do this? And I was like, trying to find the answers. And then like, I, I knew I was getting closer each day by each day. So yeah, I wasn't really worried about the whole project itself. You know, I knew everything's going to be okay, but there was like moments, like not, not with the, the moments with the business itself, business was doing good, but myself, I, I, I told you like some weeks that I fell into like this like slight lazy laziness, right? I was forgetting the things that made me there. Yeah, the, the things that made me there were like waking up early or like going for a run and I wasn't doing that, right? I was like starting eating unhealthy again, you know, like, so, and when I started doing those, my business, the business wasn't doing good too, you know, like we started stalling, like it wasn't, it wasn't really doing good. Like we were like having some problems 
like the podcast we were recording was kind of shit. You know, like it wasn't like literally like it wasn't like you know what I'm saying. So like, back to the thing, like like business is just an extension of the body. So what what I was really what I was having trouble with myself. So in in depth itself, you know, like I was having trouble with myself, with my discipline, with my with everything that I was experiencing too. It was a bad time. So I just like needed to like do the things that made me there. You know, I like, started like putting myself on a pedestal. Putting myself on a like discipline track, like self discipline, not like the monk mode or some shit like that. Just like, just like stable consistency again, you know. And when I started doing it again, like everything was like okay again, you know. But I tried, like I knew, I know that it will happen again. So this time I will be better prepared. Yeah. What learning experience had the most impact on the journey, on the product itself? What I would say is like the experiences that I was wrong. Just like, I'm not going to lie, you know, like, I was always, always I, I, even still now, you know, like, I try to, like, estimate things. I try to, like, think things in the future, right? I was like, okay, this thing's going to happen. I try to make plans all the time, right? And then when the, the plan fails or, like, when the things doesn't happen the way it's supposed to happen, I get humble a lot. I'm not going to lie, you know, I get humble a lot. And, like, those kind of moments teach me the most. Teach me the most that I need to be flexible with my thinking. I need to be flexible with like the people, like the culture and everything itself. So the learning experience is like whenever I'm wrong, whenever I'm wrong internally, you know, like, and I get, I'm not gonna, I get disappointed a lot. I get frustrated a lot, like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have think like that, you know, like, it's just like, but I, I don't try to like dwell on the, I shouldn't have no more. I just try to be like, okay, like next time, let's not do that again, you know? So whenever I'm wrong, whenever I am like, my predictions didn't go accordingly as planned. That's the things that I learned the most, yeah. And this is like my favorite question, I would say. If you would met yourself five months ago, what advice would you give to yourself? I would just say like, start being horny and then just like, start focusing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you know, like, what I learned is that mm, you cannot do everything at once. You gotta set yourself some like, some like some boundaries and stuff like that and i was trying to like I i'm always this type of like work hard play hard right and the thing is like i play too hard sometimes and then i cannot work hard anymore <laughs> i play too hard sometimes and then like it comes and affect my work so i try i i trying to find a balance mm -hmm. trying to balance balance like when you I, I get burned out a lot too that's like the thing that i work too hard and i cannot i didn't really dare to even play no more i have those moments too and then like so vice versa so what I would say is like, just keep writing and then never forget the things that make you there. You know, like that's even what I tell myself even this morning, you know, like never forget the things that made you there. If you ever made it out, just never forget the things that made you there. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Okay. So I think we can go to the topic of best, most loyal customers may know we're also developing decentralized autonomous organization. So I'll go into more details like what are we actually creating what we expect from our DAO what are the main goals disclaimer we're not the first ever DAO that is created there has been a lot of DAOs that has already been created you know like when you when you just look at the term DAO I'm sure like you will find a lot of other DAOs you know like I, I won't like to name names but like, there are other DAOs but, but uh, how we're different is that we really focus on the human interaction like the, to the point i was saying we're just using this DAO, we're just using these technical terms as a tool you know like we're just like using those as a tool to make our community better we're, we're not a new concept we're just another community 
but we're a different community because we're the community that utilizes this, this tool to make us transparent, to make us on the blockchain. It means that nobody in the community, even myself, cannot like alter the community decisions or even steal the funds or even like make some stupid decision, right? Which will ruin the community vibes. Or, of course, you know, like, so we're, I'm making this like national difference by first of all, putting on the blockchain. And then second of all, focusing a lot more on the human interaction, you know, like we're just a, we're a community that the focus first is like helping each other, empowering each other grow. Just like by using this web three. And then of course, and our theme, the theme itself is a really unique one. The self development, I like to say, which we just mean like developing oneself, you know, like developing oneself constantly. So that's the thing that I focus on the most. And that's what I envision the community to be about that members that help each other, the members that are also self-developing all the time. And they're like members help each other by using this blockchain technology, you know? Okay. And I think the next question, you already kind of answered it, but I want like the more detailed answer to it. So why not just creating a Facebook page or creating a group in Telegram? Why exactly we're doing the decentralized autonomous organization on the blockchain? Why not just do it somewhere which is more familiar to Web2 users and like to every other person? That's a good point, you know, like a lot, that's what a lot of people do, you know, like nothing wrong with that. Because like it, it have the same effects, right? It have the same intentions and the same effects. The, 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 in, in the input and then the output should be the same. But the thing is like the, in the middle of the equation, some members usually like fucked up, you know, some members usually start spamming in the group. Some, some members like steal the funds. Some of them usually like go on to like other pages and like, oh, yo, this page is bullshit. You know, like they go like something, something like start, start bad mouthing everybody. Right. And then like, just like when you do that, like the whole, because of one rotten fish, the whole ship stinks. Right. It's just the, the way it is. So like there, there wasn't a really like enforcing factor that usually enforce it. But what one day is an enforcing, uh, enforcing factor is usually a centralized party. In Facebook pages, they're expected not to like say like whatever like remarks, right? And if somebody say those like bad remarks, who will usually like enforce it's like the, the Facebook itself, you know, Facebook will like ban the member or whatever, right? Or usually like you, you pay like 500 bucks to get into a Telegram group. And then you start saying like, yo, this is not helping me. Like, can you, like, can you refund me? The group leader will be like, you get the fuck out. It will kick you, right? Whatever. It's like an example. So like, just like in the top of the funnel or in the middle or in the bottom, like that, a lot of leaks, right? A lot of leaks, like this, like this lot of like uh, points of failure. So what I, why I decided to build a community that is based on, based on the blockchain is because in the Web3, as we like to say, code is the law. Code is the law mean like, we cannot change, we cannot change the law because it's in the code. And who control the code? Nobody, you know, like this it's in the fucking like cloud. <laughs> it's in the fucking blockchain. So once somebody like steal the funds, we'll know who steal it right away. Once somebody make stupid decision, once somebody say something, we'll know like who's 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 who did who's done what at what second. Do the millisecond right away. So it's like the code and like and then like you you cannot blame like anybody and uh, no more, you know, like your literally your actions have will have direct consequences. And then as a founder, even myself, I cannot come in the group and like yo, do this, do that. You cannot say that no more because like people will like start People have their own ownership, you know? And the thing, what I didn't mention with the DAO is that in the DAOs, like, people will have, like, it's just, like, when you go, when you join a Telegram group, like, you don't have any ownership, right? You have, like, interaction. You have, like, filtered to new resources, such as, like, connections and, like, deals and whatnot. But, like, you don't have ownership of the group itself, you know? Like, you will, you can get kicked out at any time, at any moment, if you're not in the, on the good term sheet of the, the owner, right? But here on the DAO, in the glitch now itself, you know, like we're not owners. 
we're just the founders that that started the group itself we're not the owners the owners are who is literally the members itself you know like so if there's like 10 members in the group those 10 members are the group owner if there's like 90 more drum then 100 members are all owners you know and they each have their own vote they each have their own say in itself so like i said i'm not trying to be the owner of the group i just i'm just trying to invent or build a community that empowers each other and then like that is like enforced by the law which is the code itself you know so that like we don't need to like point each other like hands anymore okay that's great yeah and i would say like can you talk more about what the DAO is going to be doing specifically how it's going to play the community and why someone would actually want to join it this was the with the details that we will tease in the, the upcoming months, of course. But I will explain about it a little bit. So, like I said, you know, this is a DAO that empowers each other. What do I mean by that? You know, like we just start like, saying like, "Oh, you agree all the time." <laughs> yeah, it, it just works. You know, like I just saying words, but we're also like empower each other by by giving each other resources. This is a really simplified, generalizing like idea. But let's just say like Glacier World sells like. Uh, 100 memberships for like five dollar each right so, so that's 500 bucks and then like it's not those, where where does those 500 bucks go to it's not gonna come to my fucking pocket okay some of will, will be you know i'm not gonna lie but like most of the 90 percent of the resources is gonna go into the treasury wallet the treasury means like the team wallet the member the the community wallet and then like, if a guy in a group says like if a guy is from romania or if a guy is from like i don't know like some southeast asian country who doesn't have like really good opportunities or who's just not in a good environment you know if you're a kid watching this video you know if you're in a, a like unfortunate like country or a situation what you can do is that like, you can join the group you can pay five bucks and then you start to try it right you start like getting points like you say good morning in the group you should get some points right and you can you level up and you level up it's almost like a game itself you know but the the beautiful powers lies in helping each other helping each other and the community like, like back to the point the, the team wallet there's a team wallet right the team wallet got 500 bucks and you got a good idea right you just say that you're like i want to start this business or you want to i want to start this project like a, a, an ai chatbot you know like that helps like medically or whatever I, I have an idea but i need some money i need some something to start and we'll look at it you know like blah blah blah, blah and whatever and it is and like okay like, we got 500 bucks in the team wallet right now. You need 300 bucks for like 300 bucks to you, right? And then even in the money itself, you know, like we paid you in on blockchain. So we will literally know like who pay you. And then like, what are you going to do with the money? You know, if you're going to like spend the 300 bucks on in the club or something, like, we'll know right away. We'll know right away. So you get like one, like there's like security in the in and then out itself too, you know, like. So and another thing is like, I don't want to get into it too much, but another thing is like, just like, we're gonna help you too, you know. Like, if you want to do a project, we're gonna come and help you too. I'm gonna personally come and like, okay, I got these resources, I got these partnerships right here. I'm gonna help you this way. I somebody's gonna come in. I can help you with the marketing. I can help you with the video, whatever, right? You're like, when you grow, the DAOs grow. So that's the the basic the basic premise of the DAO. But of course, like there's like other stuff like the layers, the membership layers, there's other types of groups, uh, collaboration opportunities, the verification factors, a lot of other stuff in the community itself. But like I said, the foundation is the people, and as long as the people thriving, the community is gonna grow. Okay, so looking forward, and probably main takeaways of this journey, I think it's really important, like for us to know where do you see this project project in three months, six months, and a year. In three months, like we discussed internally, we're going to the phase one, right? So a lot of the people is not gonna know like what is a DAO. And then how to get in the DAO itself, right? Because like you need a wallet and then 
like you need a membership NFT, right? And, and, and buying the membership NFT itself is like you need like technical, some kind of technical abilities, right? So what we're doing, we're doing literally like simplifying the whole process by making like a game, you know, itself. So I'm sure people will be like confused what I'm saying right now, but what I'm saying right now is the DAO is going to come later and we're preparing a simplified process onboarding to the DAO, right? The, the start of the process is the book. When you when you read the book, you're gonna know about our values, right? At the end of the the book, we will put our values and like whatever, and then like you can learn about the glitch network if you like it, and then you can join it. There will be like a lot of like instructions and everything to joining the DAO, and then our, our website itself too. You know, like we made a really like gamified experience on joining the DAO. So, on three months, I see us like starting to prepare for the DAO itself, starting to prepare the the foundation, the pillar works for the, the DAO to make it really well known and then really, I, w I wouldn't like to say successful because I don't care if the DAO got like 100,000 people or like 5,000 people. I'm happy if we call like 100 people, but those 100 people need to be really highly skilled, you know, like, and that's like it. If you, if you just even put together like five highly skilled people, you got a whole ass company like we are right now. And imagine if you put like hundreds highly skilled people and let them work on do like just different things. Like how crazy would that be? Just like combining resources, you know, like I said, I, I care about the quality, not about the quantity too much. So yeah, in three months, we will start preparing for the DAO in six months and then hopefully get like 100 people, 200 people, highly skilled individuals in the DAO, you know, like, and talking with them, like how should the DAO should look like? How should we do that? Because like the Glitch Network itself is a community. So, and we will not be the ones that is dictating like what should we do with the community, right? We'll be the active participant of it so when we got 100 people 200 people we'll talk with them all of them and they're like okay like what should what guys what, what should we do you know like how should we do this project like well how should the community forward and stuff like that in six months we see that we're like talking with like 100 people or 50 people and in a year i see us like doing a community project whether it is like i don't know some type of like project that is spawned by the community you know so i don't i don't want to share the details too much but in it in our community there will be an option to create the unique thing is that it's a little teaser per se, you know, there will be an option to make each specific groups. You can, you can have an option to make your own internal groups within the community itself. So if you would like to try and do a project of yourself, you can recruit other community members. You can, you can recruit anybody and then you can work on your own project. Right. So, and then community will fund you. The community will help you in all, all types of aspects. So yeah. So I, in a year I see like somebody doing a community driven project you know like whether it is like a ai chatbot or a, i don't know like a robot that helps with like meditation or whatever it is you know so the community will be funding it and then like the guy can start working on it with his own internet groups right mm -hmm. uh, a famous example would be like for my anime levels lever in in naruto you know uh, there's like the kingdom and in the kingdom the, the ones who's doing the missions are the teams so like the mission always a kingdom and then like, you can have the option to like do your own team and stuff like that right that's the same possible Okay, well, I really like the analogy you made with Naruto Akatsuki, right? Yeah. yeah, so, and I think final question for today is, can you share your key takeaway or key lessons that you learned from this journey? Key lessons is that, hmm, always be flexible. You know, like, always be flexible and admit when you're wrong. Admit that when you're wrong and admit that if you don't know, just ask questions, you know. You are and you must always be a student. Having a student mindset, like I repeat over and over and over again, it's really important because like admit when you're wrong and admit 
somebody points something out to you, you know. Of course, like, don't just, like, instantly right away. You gotta, like, get a good filter. Your filter need to be, like, analyzing, like, whatever said. You gotta le learn your own from your mistakes, too. So, yeah, always be learning. Always, always, always be learning. And then focus on yourself. Don't focus on others. You know, like, and focus on what you can change. And what you can control and what you can change is yourself only. So focus on yourself and yourself only. And then the external inflects on your internal. So focus on your internal and your external will become better. So that's my key lesson. And my key takeaway is that don't expect too much. Don't expect on don't expect things to happen particular way too much, you know? Just walk your best and focus on the presence. If you focus on the, the future too much, then you will like start to have some type of expectations or some projections, right? Don't focus on it. Focus on the presence and then like the future will not be or might not be the, the future you envision. But I promise you that if you did something right and if you are doing something right right now, then it will be something better. So that's my key takeaway. Hey guys, thank you for watching our first podcast. Please leave a comment, leave suggestions and what you think about the topic that we discussed. If you have any questions regarding the project, just send us a message on LinkedIn or Twitter. Our socials are called Sui69Labs. Put in the search bar and we'll be the first one to pop up. Thank you again for listening and we hope you have a great day. Alright, see you guys.